Walk It, Bike It, Ayrshire podcast is a creation of the Active Travel Hub Kilmarnock and Active Travel Hub Air. For those who don't know us, both hubs operate out of the train stations in their respective town centres and work to promote active travel to the general public, to workplaces and community groups. We want to make it easier for everyone to access walking and cycling and to see them as better alternatives to taking the car. Whilst we're all currently working from home, we're still here to help and you can call, email or contact us through social media and we hope you'll love our new podcast, Walk It, Bike It, Ayrshire. Thank you for joining us for the next episode of our Walk It, Bike It podcast. Uh, my name is Rory, Project Officer at the Air Active Travel Hub, and I'm joined by my colleague Pernilla, who is our brand new Project Officer at the Kilmarnock Travel Hub. Uh, hello. hello, Pernilla. Hello. Uh, today we are, well, I'm going to use the word thrilled. So we are thrilled to be joined by the brothers and the owners of the Bike Post Bike Shop in Trun. Um, but the lads aren't, are not originally from Trun. Both boys went to Glenburn Primary uh, and on to Presswick Academy after that. Um, a little bit about, just a brief, because th- there's a story to be told um, off the back of um, their, their car experience. So Mark left school and went into the motor trade in the parts department at Parkco, then on to Harry Fairbrain BMW, where he left when it was sold to um, Mr. Arnold Clark, oh, sir, Arnold Clark. Colin left school and got a job at the local car garage as a valeter and then on to work at Arnold Clark as well. So that is a brief snapshot of the car story. So tell us how you got into the bike world. Well, basically, uh, when we were wee boys, we used to run pulling bikes out of skips and, and fixing them up, selling them on to our pals, making a wee few quid on the side. And then Mark here, he got parley with Pete Ranger, who had Ranger Cycles in here. And uh, I'll t- Mark will let you tell you about him. So basically, uh, Pete Ranger was a character. Um, <clears throat> He um, had the recycle shop just across from the Blair Ford garage in their road. And uh, we would we would take in bikes to them that we'd find in scaps and broken bikes, and they would give us a couple of pounds for them. And and if we fixed them up kind of thing, he would give us a wee bit extra and, and whatnot. Um, and then basically um, near the end of, of his shop, um, he, he became unwell and he... Basically, he had a, a whole row of bikes needing built to, to hire out, and he had this really nice frame up in the wall. And I, I really wanted it, but it was about my price range. And he turned around to me and says, well, I'll tell you what, he says, see if you build all the, the hire bikes for me, you can have that. So I was going in after college and building these bikes for him, and that's that's what he paid me. Um, and then <clears throat> from there on, um, later on, he decided to turn around to, and, and kind of said, look, I'm going to be selling the place. Um, so we got an idea that, that we got the kind of notion into our head we wanted to buy it, we wanted to, to, to go for the bike shop there. He passed away, he passed away, yeah. Um, so we never got the chance to, to go for his bike shop. Then, um, a few years later, maybe about 10 years later, I was selling stuff online and Facebook and whatnot, and I was posting all every day, I was posting stuff. Um, and I went into the post office um, local to me, and uh, it was it was going up for rent. 
Um, and Joan kind of jokingly said, "Oh, do you fancy a bike shop kind of thing?" I was like, "Well, Joe, what? That's 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 an idea." I kept. I just really wanted this notion again. To, to I thought, you know what? I just. I need. You need to try it. If you can't try it, then you'll never know. So I went back round to see it. Um, and Tom, Tom Dutch, she knew my grand from like yeah. forty years ago so or something. She lived next wow. door to my grand in, in Moncton, kind of thing. Um, and then basically, Colin and John just said, "Look, if you're interested in this place, um, we'll not bother the first month of rent and whatnot, just to get your your foot in the door." Um, just so, give you a shot, yeah, basically, so basically to get a head start and let me do what I wanted to place, um, which is pretty good. Um, so I got a start there. The first, uh, literally, a five I left my pocket, um, and then the first couple of days, um, I, I was going to panic, and I still kept my job at the, the part stone at the time, just in case it fell through. And by the the fifth day, I had to jack my job; it was just far too busy. Um, and basically, that's that's the kind of that's that's uh, the, the idea. The idea was it was just going to be repairs and used bikes, and uh, before we knew it, it was well. I worked Arnold Clark at still at the same time. I took a week's holiday for the shop opening, and then uh, I was going out at night and at weekends to help Mark because there's so many jobs in. And uh, before we knew it, I kind of thought, Do you know, something. I was there. It was about six months into it. And then we started to get like new bikes, new parts and stuff, opening accounts and that kind of stuff. So uh, one of the one of the reps actually come in the shop, told Mark the shop wouldn't last six months. <laughs> so there you go. So uh wow. I so before I know I just I'd had enough decided, you know, stuff it. I said I'd rather put my efforts into helping Mark at the shop than for Arnold Clark. So I just jacked it, handed in my notice and Put me up or sent the shop, and here we are. That's what five and a half years. Five and a half, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's now amazing. we're selling new bikes, used bikes, repairs, higher bikes, e bikes. Not enough hours in a day. How many, how, have you got? Have you got mechanics to help you, or is it just the two of you? Well, there's two of us at the moment. We've got a third person. Um, we've, we've got young Cami. Cami's quite a kind of computery guy, so and clearly we're not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get Cammy to do some invoices. My dad does, obviously, as you know, my dad does. Aye. He's retired, but he does all the admin and paperwork stuff that we don't keep on top of. So we, we got Cammy in a couple hours a week to do this. And, and it, it turned out he had a love for mountain biking. So we started to get him in and we showed him how to do basic mm. bike repairs. And now we've got Cammy in so many days a week. Aye, he's good at the bikes, he's yeah. good with the customers. Uh, and if he wasn't a weight Karofji right now, he'd be here. <laughs> so, aye, but no, so it's good. So there's basically four us, if you like, and if you include yeah. my dad. Uh, and we've got a wee boy starting to, he'll be, he's going to be a bike cleaner. <laughs> yeah. A bike cleaner? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, right. but was it 13 weeks ago? He's He's been he's doing the Duke of Edinburgh award. So, so his mum had asked. Ah, right. So he's got to do an hour each day. Um well an hour a week at the at the, at the shop to prove that he's done something as so, right. So. Uh, so we just gonna have to say now that he's at some finish, we thought well, we could maybe give you a wee summer job and so all really for, for the length of time he's he's been coming in and we've just kind of gone to chop up bikes and, and whatnot. But he, he wasn't really kind of hands on with it. And then I gave him a bike yesterday to do. 
um, on his last day, and I says, like, listen, I says, that, see this bike? It's a white bike, and it was orange. I says, I want this pristine. And within 40 minutes, it was immaculate. I'm like, you son, getting a job. <laughs> so oh, awesome. he's, he's, he's going to be coming in as well. So it, it just shows you right. what a couple of weeks can make a pushing someone in the shop kind of thing. So thing mm. is, that's how you start, isn't it? Somebody's got to. You've got to get the, you've got to start somewhere because if it's clean, see, I'll see, up, so. nobody ever really. My, my, my dad obviously would help us, but the bike smarts always, he just kind of, it just kind of was in him. See, when we used to fix them up and we're wee boys, you know, I'd spray them up, we'd strap them, I'd spray paint them, uh, and he'd put them back together and we'd either sell them. Or we used to get, we've actually got a couple of close pals now, purely because years ago they'd heard, oh, do you paint bikes? So he brought his bike to us. We, turned, we used my mum's conservatory at the time, <laughs> and we, we stripped bikes and we're fixing them up and cleaning them up and earning some extra cash, you know, while we're at school. And, and now Mark's, well, he's... Nobody's ever showed us. I say, Mark, he's a whiz. You know, he can look at a headset or whatever and tell you what the size is. Whereas I'd get a gauge out, and mm. Mark just knows everything off by heart. So, bike wizard. And even still, you know, I'm. I'll sometimes I'll do a job and I'll get Mark to check it just because. Well, I'm more. I'm better with the sales. <laughs> <laughs> so right. so let, let's let's talk. Uh, hate talking about COVID. But uh, as a result of the pandemic, have you experienced a change in the people who visit the shop? Uh, I'd say it's the same kind of people. Yeah, it's the exact same, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same kind of. Because we, we, because our shop, we're not like any other bike shop. You know, we a lot. Of, there's a lot of snobbery in bikes, whereas mm. we'll 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 turn an old thirty pound banger into something that's usable, and we wouldn't we'd never turn that away because at the end of the day, it's your bread and butter. But we wouldn't turn a, a two, three grand road bike out of the way, you know. We'll, we'll quite happily see the wee Tesco bikes and stuff. Folk will bring that and we'll quite happily fix them up. So, uh, what type? What types of bike are folk kind of looking for then at the moment? Anything that goes. Uh, anything <laughs> goes. Mm. Uh, you wouldn't believe some of the put us like full of as if it's been in a bun and they're pulling it saying, "Look, can you make this usable?" Especially last year, there was no bikes to buy. You just yeah. couldn't. Didn't get see it's still the same, there's still a shortage of bikes. So people will had this old bike and they'd go, listen, can you make this usable? Spend 30, 40 pounds on it. They might be back once it's all over and treat themselves mm. to get something better, but it become a new hobby to them, kind of thing. So So what yeah. what's the pandemic meant for you guys and the business? Stress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of stress. Even longer hours, 14 hours a day. Uh, it's, so it's been, uh, it has, it's drained us basically. So, touch, we've always been kind of busy anyway, but mm-hmm. I think just it's the extra. But it's a difference. You're, a lot of people are kind of not, not nasty with you, but some of the way they speak to you because they think you're telling them porkies that you can't get bits and bobs. And, well, in know, terms of parts and, and bikes, I guess, yeah. just now. But then, what makes that worse is you're saying you can't get something, but then you can go and get it and you can get it on eBay or chain reaction. Then you go, Well, how come I can get it there, but you can't get me one? Because our suppliers, we get stuff at cost and they don't realize that that's where we make a living as, as sales. And if, if, you've got, if you've got to buy something and bring it in 
and it's and the cost completely different. They're not making any money on it, so there's there's no incentive for us to actually do that. And a lot of folk aren't seeing that. Um, as I say, yeah. it's hard that way. Um, trying to try trying to explain right. to them. But then it's quite funny because you'll some down saying they'll be looking for a certain part, a wheel or something, and you'll see you'll just be honest. You check the computer and you say, "Listen, it's three weeks, four weeks before we'd have that." And they think that you can, as if you're telling them porkies, but then they go away and then they come back and go, oh, I'll just order that. Basically, because they've been elsewhere and Aye. they've told them the same thing, you know. The same thing. But it's one of them, why would you? It's, it's all money to you, so why would you turn these people away? It's, you're just trying to be honest. And is it, does that mean the expectations kind of changed? Because it used to be you used to be able to put your bike into a shop and on a Thursday or a Friday and get it back on the Monday. I guess that's not the case anymore with all the pandemic some things some, some things, things are, are if it's some basic things are straightforward yes um if it's if it's straightforward and everything's in stock then we try and turn it around within three working three to four working days um depends on the bike as well because a lot of bikes now are getting more complex um like like a road bike everything um like most bikes like any high-end road bikes everything's internal They've got everything. Everything's more accurate. Everything's everything's got to be taught right and whatnot. So that can take time. Mm. Um, depending on the service as well. If it's a full strip down, um, then you're down to the bare frame and doing a rebuild, and everything's getting replaced. Then that can take a lot of time. Um, but if there's only two of us and the phone's going and this folk come to door, that bite that took two hours is now going to be effectively like five hours because you are answering phones and running about and yeah. and grabbing things and, and speaking to folk. So that takes the service of that bike even longer to, to, to get. Hence why we've we we have to close at three to, to try and catch up on jobs. So yeah and you get I mean we've had queues have been queues at the front of the shop. Uh, we we shut the start of the pandemic last year but we opened back up it was queued for a good few hundred yards wow. out the out the front, you know. And we're still getting, I mean, yesterday I opened the door at 10 o'clock and there's a queue, you know, so you're, you're constantly chasing your tail. Uh, but me, I mean, Mark's trouble is we talk too much. <laughs> so, so see, a lot of I customers, <laughs> a lot of customers, you know, Rory, they'll come to the shop for a blether. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but they'll maybe be out of cycle, that's the thing. You know, they'll come out of cycle and they'll just pop by. We've got customers maybe bought e-bikes. And they'll swing by just say, How are you getting on, boys? And just to pass the time, you know. Well, you're in a cent you're in a central spot for it. And everything you talk about, I mean, when folk listen to that, you'd think you would have you'd have an army of staff, but it's actually only you two and, <laughs> and, your, dad, and your dad. Uh that's amazing. Um I mean, that's the I, thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way because see customers coming in and just saying hello to you and just chatting about anything randomly, not even about bikes. It's just the fact that they come to a bike shop and they're talking to you about anything and anything. Right. Whereas yeah. you you would you would worry if someone came to the shop and they don't speak to you. Yeah, you know I mean, it just, it just gives you a wee buzz thinking, oh, well, they obviously like to have yeah. dealt with us in the first yeah. place if they come back for a blather, you know. Uh, create a community around it. Yeah, no, definitely. Is, yeah, as I say, we put the coffee machine in, uh, but obviously with COVID, we can't give them coffee. So we've, as I say, they'll swing by, 
wee coffee and a biscuit and off they go. So it's the little things that bring people back like that. Um, um, I mean, we're not, um, we're not, we're not perfect or anything. We have a, as I say, but nobody's, nobody's as perfect in this world. No. But we try our best to try and to try and help everybody as best we can. Yeah, uh, I, I would have said the sausage we cooked you was a bit overcooked, but. it's one of those that. As, as much as you can try and help everybody, you're still going to get the, the, the odd 1% that you can't help. And no matter yeah. what you see or do, you're never going to help them. So you're, you're always going to have that no matter what trade or what you do in this, in this life. Uh, you can't please everyone. And what about the, the e-bike contingent out there? Talk to us about e-bikes. I mean, they're steadily increasing in popularity uh what trend what what trends are you expecting to see going forward seeing as there's such a boom well there's no age to e-bikes nah there's we've sold them to youngsters our oldest 87 yeah 87 for our oldest customer on e-bike he's actually the second one so he's only second one every single time he comes down he gets us the exact same biscuits because he knows us <laughs> that well. He brings uh, us the exact same biscuits done. It's great. Uh, and, and, then, you, and you know something? See, there was one day during the, the kind of lockdown, he'd phoned, because he's, he's the age, he was kind of scared to come to the shop. He phoned us, he stays in Stevenson. So he gave us a wee phone to get his bike serviced. So we'd said, listen, we'll come up in the van. I'll do it out your drive, in the back of the van. Boom. And... Uh, there we go, and he had the biscuits waiting for us. Yeah. <laughs> <Aye>. Magic. <laughs> so then, it was the same again. He had, he had not, not not Christmas here, but the Christmas before it. Um, nothing to do with uh, the COVID then, but he had pneumonia. Um, and mm-hmm. so he was off the bike for a week or so. And it was the e-bike that pushed him to get back outside. Because he, because he didn't have any family here or whatever, see if he didn't have the bike then he had no incentive to get outside because he didn't have anything, any other interest um, except for jumping in his car and going to the shop, whereas the bike pushed him. So he got back in his bike, and, he, and he, even though he didn't feel too great and he just kept on getting out in his bike and drove up after three or four days, it gave him that buzz to, to, to fight his, his, his illness kind of thing, and it, it's fantastic. So we still never off it, it's never off it. Is that, that is, that a, is that a mobile unit you've got that you're able to go out to folk and help them? Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. we've got the mobile van, yeah, mobile repair van. So yeah, we we actually it's 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 Volt. We sell that's our brand e bikes, and uh, we've been doing them for five years now. They, as I say, as a new shop at the time, they took a wee chance and went, oh, hi, we'll we'll let you have some bikes to sell, and uh, it's just been a it's been luck, you know. And since selling them. Uh, we now we go around Scotland. We've got a contract servicing all the bikes for them for the uh, EST. So we go way up to Inverness and Aberdeen, and, and we do them all in the van. So, and get a jolly, a jolly in at the same time. Of oh, I we road trip. You've got, you've got to have some parts of the job. Camp, camping stove, a wee fry up. Can't beat it. <laughs> so, like, I mean, that's that sounds as if you guys have got a pretty good work-life balance despite the demand being placed on you guys no, it's, no, it's no work it's not work no 
because you're, you're working in bikes all day, all right, you've got some jobs where you think, oh, God, this is, this is going to be a, a, a hellish one kind of thing. But do you know what? You could, you could just stop what you want. You've, no, you've, you've got no one biting your ear off to say, look, we need this done, we need this done. And you could step back and go, do you know what? I'm going to have 10 minutes here and have a cup of coffee and just look at it kind of thing and see what the problem is. Or just walk away from it and go and talk to someone or go outside in the car park and have a, a wee jolly in a bike just for the sake of having a jolly in the bike and then come back in and then your head's, your head's clear to, to start looking at the bike again, go, right, do you know what? There's a problem there. It, it, sometimes you need that and it's good as well where you don't have someone to, to, to keep demanding, you need to get this done, you need to get this done because that puts pressure on it and then it makes mistakes. If you've got someone and you just... You just go, do you know what? I'm gonna have a couple hours off this afternoon. It's it's a it's a good thing. You don't you don't have to, to rely on that kind of thing. So. Okay. The way I look at it is you go up in the morning, you you go to the bikes and have a wee bit and a bit of banter with some phone and then come home. <laughs> so it's it's uh, what what are the what are the what are the the annoying jobs that you get in? Are there like a are there continual just little annoying jobs that folk come in with, like a, a puncture? Kids bikes. <laughs> Kids bikes. See, 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 toddler, see toddlers bikes with stabilizers. You can, they're, they're too wee. You can't get your hands into the nuts and bolts and stuff. Nah. Oh, wow. so a puncture, a puncture for that's an old day job. You've got to strip uh, down the whole back of it and all the all the plastic trims. Like what? No, just to get the wheel off. Again, we are we are quite lucky. The type of shop we are, you know, we've we fixed up prams and we've even got a, a customer with an e-bike who has a golf cart and I actually welded it for him. <laughs> what? So it, it came to the shop this day and we noticed that the the, the welds had front, uh, split at the front of his at the, the chassis. And he says, oh, he's all, you know, panicking. What am I going to do with this? And I said, bring it up on Friday. I'll get the MIG welder out. <laughs> so we welded it for him. Uh, welded it at the front, at the back of the shop, painted it. We gave it a wee service, and uh, that's him happy as Larry back in the golf course with it. So, but we, so we do you, lots so of ones. So, have you brought quite a lot of skills across then that are transitional into 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 bikes then into the bike? Oh, world? definitely, yeah, definitely. We we run it like a, like we did in the motor trade. You know, we get wee job cards. You take all your details, the problem with the bike, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parts and stuff, you know. Sometimes you've got to make your own tools to get a job done. As uh, well, I've seen so. us make our own tools, I mm-hmm. make our own parts. And you know, I've, I've even, I remember there was a customer come in who, and he, the first thing he said when he came in, he says, Oh, I've got issues with my car. Uh, that's going to cost me. And here I'm out with my OBD leader out in the car park fixing it for him, you know. <laughs> so it's oh, that's uh, awesome. Bike shot with a difference. Bike shot with extras. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, you you fix the bikes, but are there for folk listening? Are there any sort of bike maintenance tips that you can give folk? For uh, one, don't overoil your chain. The amount of customers that come in, they're killing their bike with love. Um, they put loads and loads of oil in their chain, and it just it goes all that glippy way, and it becomes like a grinding paste. So it starts to make things worse. So do you ever get do you ever get folk that saturate their chain in GT eighty five and WD forty oh, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that? 
Yeah, that destroys your chain because it takes obviously all the everything out of it. So it's it's that way that you know, we've had folk um, oil on their brakes, oil, oil, putting oil on their dash brakes because they've had a squeal. <laughs> so it makes them worse. So then they don't oh. stop them. We've had a guy that day with gearbox oil all over his bike. Yeah. What? And it was a uh, gearbox oil. It was all st- stinking glue. Stink, I used to smell it all around the frame, the lot, you know. A lot of the stuff, all the, all the sand and the grit sticks to the chain, then becomes like grinding paste. So, so what's the what's the what's the best way to oil it for folk then? Well, basically, obviously, once the chain's clean, um, oil the chain up, uh, run 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 the oil through the chain, um, let it sit for a couple of minutes, and then get a rag and just just put the rag through the chain and clean it all back off, kind of thing. Um, there is different ways, different different ways you would put, you would oil the chain anyway, but that's that's the kind of the best way I would do it anyway, um, and. I can I mean as I said, it means you're not going to get all the stuff sticking to the chain. You've oiled the chain up. There's loads of things in the market there, like greases and 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 tacky stuff that you'd put in chains and uh, wax that you could put in chains and whatnot. There's numerous of things that that can you can do, and numerous ways you can oil a chain. Um, but the best thing to do is oil a chain, let it sit for a couple of minutes, and then take a cloth and run the cloth right back through it. And, and and clean it that way and, and keep it oiled up. Um, are, are you are you guys having are you guys finding that you're having to keep up more and more with the changes and the, the trends that are coming through then? Um not 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 necessarily no because the majority of our customers are just the, the same it's the same thing. Um and as I say the the, the newer stuff, obviously, you've got to keep up to date with the newer stuff. But that's that because of what's happened in the last year, the newer stuff's kind of pushed itself forward quicker. Right. Um, so you've just got to kind of jump in the deep end and learn about it quicker as well. But it's not it's not a drastic thing. And is that the, uh, is that the, is that the biggest no goes then? Like with the chain, is there any other? Yeah, big no pressure washing, pressure washing, yeah. any your bearings and everything. A lot of people pressure wash on the wrong bits and take all the grease out and stuff and oh, kill all their bearings, that kind of thing. And don't get me wrong, you spray the bike with a degreaser and, and you use the jet wash at a distance just to rinse it down. But you get folk that put, they put the, jet wash, the jet wash right up hard against the bottom bracket and the, the back freewheel and it just it, it just shoots everything out of it. Um, and then you can't, you, you've got, you would have to strip that and grease it and oil it back up, whereas you don't. And it takes all the goodness out of the bearings, and then then they wonder why they only get maybe a couple of months out of the, the bike, um, because that that eventually pressure washes all the grease out, so it becomes like solid steel, and then it just rusts basically, and then that's that's when you get all the, the problems. Other spread just and, the, the, and they'll, they'll only do, they'll only do that once. Well, this is that becomes a it becomes a nightmare for us as well, yeah. trying to get those parts out uh, if it's seized in, you know. It's, there's no loop or anything on it, so it just and then they go out in the rain and then it's rust straight away. Oh. What's the best way to then clean the bike? Because let's say uh, somebody has ended up creating that grind on the chain, let's say that's the case. How do you then get that grind off? What's the best way to, to kind of clean both the chain but also the well, well, we we've got we've got we use stuff, uh, you've got different cleaners like degreasers we've got a chain and foam cleaner which is really good 
but she would just play on the chain, your cassette, chain set, come down in the mix. And see if you leave her a couple of minutes, you see all the, the dirt and grime running off, and then you just hose it. Obviously, the stuff we use is kind of organic as well, so it doesn't discolor the paintwork or anything. Plus, so, you can use the brushes, the chain. Uh, there's there's the wee brushes, and you get obviously your wee chain devices for cleaning chains. I've seen us popping a chain off a bike and uh, get, you know soaking it or whatever. So it just depends. It, some chains have got a wee quick link you can do that with, others, obviously, you can't. So uh, but it's, it's just basic maintenance. You know, we a lot of people will. I mean, if I go mountain biking, the first thing I do would come back would be I give it a hose to get all the mud off. Whereas you'll see a lot of people don't. We get them in the shop. They'll they'll come this the, they'll come in the shop. They've been mountain biking, you know, last weekend, and it's now Thursday, but the bike's plastered with mud. Whereas, mm. see if they gave it a quick hose down, when it was fresh, it would just come off. Whereas now it's all ground in and it's season all your chain and bits and bobs so but just telling some people <laughs> that you know you can't win and what you'll say you, you guys obviously go mountain biking quite a lot um have you got like a go-to toolkit that you take with you like if, if something goes wrong on on the trails yeah well we if we if we go a mountain bike we just take the van but we've got the tools and the work stand in the van anyway so <laughs> So we've got a full workstation in the van. So oh, aye, the van, we've got the van all kitted out. Uh, so we've got the work stand, all the tools, spare tubes, cables. Uh, we've even we've even got a mobile cart, a pressure washer for the van. The, the first thing you do is at the trail before the bikes go in the van, quick hose down. Uh, aye, our van's quite pretty well equipped. We've got we've got the camping stove. We've got chairs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for uh, folk, so so for, for folk that don't have. A fully rigged out van and a camping stove <laughs> and a mobile capture. What would you say were like the basic tools to take with them? Just a small Allen key set, punch the pair kit. Basic Allen key set, I punch the pair kit. Maybe depending on the bike, maybe a wee ten mil spanner. Mm -hmm. An eight and an eight, an eight, eight and a ten mil spanner. And a pump, obviously. And a pump, yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of handy wee toolkits that will fit into saddlebags and stuff on the market, though. Uh, you even get the ones for your, you know, where your bottle cages. It's actually like a bite, looks like a bite bottle, but it's actually a toolkit. So right. you're, you, you know, it's, it's a handy wee thing. So, uh, uh, the thing is, you can't carry everything. You know, it's especially say if you are doing a like going touring, you're your tent and all that kind of stuff. There's only so much you can carry, so. You just like to think a, a bike shop local to them would help them out, you know. But and if if folk are coming into the shop, um, are, can, can they still get bikes? Then are, are there some brands that they ju you just can't get or or anything for a, a good while yet? Yeah. So basically, what we've did that we've decided this year is not even to bother with high end stuff. Um, just we've just got in basically a kind of entry level bike. Um, Bike company just to just just to keep the, the turnover going, keep the, the customers coming in. Um, the high end stuff, um, we'll we'll start to do next year again. Um, we just want because of what's been going on in the world, we just want yeah. to play it safe and just um, and as I say, just yeah. Be the, the majority of folk coming in the door at the moment, they're not wanting a two grand bike. They just want something, maybe a couple of hundred pound, just to get out with the kids. You know, centre park, say kind of places, gravel, go, 
for wee runs here and there. So they'll just happily either get a cheap second-hand bike or a couple hundred pound bike just to get out and to see if it's a new hobby for them. Uh, so and then we'll go next year once everything's a bit more even keeled, we'll get all the high-end stuff back in and get the shop kitted out again like we did have um, before the pandemic kicked off. So get a coffee machine stocked up. Yeah. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> well, guys, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. Um, thanks for coming on and speaking yeah, to yeah, us. Yeah, um, I see you're rather posh sounding in Zoom, Rory. <laughs> posh? Oh, this, is, this is my Zoom voice. <laughs> uh, usually you're wee Ned. You're wee Ned. <laughs> oh, wait a minute here. I'm from Trun. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, posh Presswick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's given an insight into, uh, I guess, what folk have been crying out for to find out what's going on in behind the scenes uh, of bike shops, why folk can't get parts and things. Um, folk will find you. Is it, you've got two. You've got two shops. So you've got the one at the at the post office, uh, the Muirhead, Muirhead, and the other one you've got the the e-bike shop, e-bike showroom, yeah, the volt bikes, the town centre. And then what 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 what's what's coming in the future again? You got you got something else happening? Okay, the, 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 we're going to put the. We're going to put a higher place down at the, at the toilet block. Uh, we're going to have a wee higher hub. Down at Temple Hill. So we're going to have a wee higher hub there with a, hopefully a, a nice coffee machine. You can get a, hot, a nice hot coffee or a hot chocolate and a donut. You, do, you don't have to sell it to us. We'll be there. I hope, I hope so. <laughs> have you not noticed everything we do? Somehow there's food involved. <laughs> Aye, it's got a running trend there, yeah. Uh, for service, nobody pays us. You just bring in biscuits and cakes. <laughs> Is that, is, that the, is that the currency you use then? Aye, aye. I just wish it, I, I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. That's what we're getting at the moment. <laughs> well, folk, folk will know now not to bring the dark chocolate biscuits. Have you got? Have you got? Pre, have you got preferences of what you do want? I'm quite fond of wee Belgian chocolate chip cookie. To be fair, I'm a family dodger. A wee family circle box. <laughs> well, guys, as I say, it's been, it's been brilliant having you on. Um, I'm sure you'll get lots of interest um, off the back of this. For, well, maybe we've made things worse getting any more customers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, I know, thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see you very soon. Brilliant. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. The Erin Kilmarnock Active Travel Hubs are South and East Ayrshire Council-led projects delivered in partnership with Sustrans and supported by the Smarter Choices, Smarter Places programme from Paths for All.